R RTI International's Justice Practice Area presents Just Science. Welcome to Just Science, a podcast for justice professionals and anyone interested in learning more about forensic science, innovative technology, current research, and actionable strategies to improve the criminal justice system. In episode one of our Supporting Medical Legal Death Investigators mini-season, Just Science sat down with Corey Russo, Medical Examiner Investigator at the Utah State Office of the Medical Examiner, and Chelsea Brown, Senior Deputy Coroner at the Orange County Coroner's Office, to discuss how internship programs at Medical Examiner and Coroner's Offices can be a great way to pursue a career in the field. While medical legal death investigators are often heard about in the media, the path to join this profession is often unclear. A great way to get exposure to a career in medical legal death investigation is through internship programs, which are available in some offices. Listen along as Corey and Chelsea discuss the requirements of applying to these internship programs, what an average day looks like for an intern, and how an internship can prepare you for a career in the medical legal death investigation field. This episode is funded by the National Institute of Justice's Forensic Technology Center of Excellence. Some content in this podcast may be considered sensitive and may evoke emotional responses or may not be appropriate for younger audiences. Here's your host, Kelly Keyes. Hello, and welcome to Just Science. I'm your host, Kelly Keyes, with the Forensic Technology Center of Excellence, a program of the National Institute of Justice. I'm currently a research forensic scientist at RTI in the Center of Forensic Science Advancement and Application. Prior to transitioning to RTI about a year and a half ago, I worked for nearly 25 years at a large coroner's office, primarily as a medical legal death investigator and supervising investigator. One question I was always asked was, how did you get into the field? And the answer to that is what we are going to talk about today. Joining me today are two guests who are familiar with internship programs in the medical legal death investigation or MDI field. We welcome Corey Russo and Chelsea Brown. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Kelly. Corey. What interested you in exploring the MDI professions and what was your path to get where you are? It's a little funny, but actually the first time I was introduced to the forensic science field, I was about seven or eight years old and my mom used to always watch that old show, uh, Quincy M.E. with Jack Klugman. And so from that point on, middle school, high school, I was very interested in forensic science related to examining the body in a forensic science sense not so much crime scene investigation. I didn't even know about the medical legal death investigation field until I did my internship in undergrad. So I was on the path of forensic pathology because that's that's what I knew about. So I did my undergrad studies at UNLV. They have a forensic science program. It's an excellent program, very hands-on. Earned my degree in criminal justice with a concentration in forensic science and then another bachelor's in psychology. And that's when I completed my internship for credit at the Clark County Coroner's Office in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was there that I rotated through every section of the coroner's office. I gravitated towards responding to scenes, but being medically proficient and focusing on the body. And then I went on to get my master's degree from Toro Medical School. I'm currently doing a doctorate in epidemiology and health sciences. So that's kind of my career path up till now. I've worked for, this is my third office as a medical examiner investigator. Chelsea, what about you? What was your career path? As a kid, kind of similarly, I've always been interested in science, biology. I've always kind of done well in my science classes, being curious about how something works 
And then kind of as you get older, as a teenager, when the world is kind of asking you the daunting question of what's next, what do you want to study? Uh, I was drawn into forensics and pathology because I like the problem solving angle of forensics. And I've always liked anatomy and physiology. So naturally, when you put them together, I thought I was going to be a forensic pathologist. And that was the plan for the first year of college. However, I realized like the schooling and the money that it required was kind of discouraging for a 19 year old at the time. I then took a forensic anthropology class and I kind of fell in love with it because I like the the practical nature of it. Along the way, I did my bachelor's and master's in uh, biological anthropology. So after all of that was completed, I moved to California to get my master's degree. So then I did an internship with the Orange County Coroners in California. I was there for almost a year. I was doing in forensics and investigations. So in 2018, I was hired in the uh, the forensics department where I assisted our forensic pathologists with autopsy, and that really helped me. And I did that for just under two years. And then there was an opening in investigations. So I was hired as a death investigator or a deputy coroner in 2020. Can we talk a little bit more, Chelsea, about the internship from your perspective? I know I was the supervisor at the time overseeing the program, but I wasn't hands-on supervising. You know, what exactly was it that you did as a day-to-day during your internship? Like I mentioned, I was in both forensics and investigations. So um, part of the week, I was teamed up with one of the uh, what you call autopsy technicians. So um, she had a project called the Doe Project. So that was a particular interest of mine coming from anthropology, being as though a lot of the you know does we have are skeletal. So I got to assist her with that project, you know, organizing it, understanding how it all works. And then in the other half of the week, I would be in investigations with a death investigator. So I would be assisting them with anything that they were doing throughout the day, uh, rolling out with them in the field, getting a lot of context of the operations of a coroner or medical examiner office, you know, understanding jurisdiction, what we can do versus what we can do, what is a reportable case to the coroner, because all of that stuff can be very daunting to someone who doesn't know about getting into that. So I was there for a little under a year doing both departments. Was there a particular specific highlight of your internship that stands out that you can share? Kind of getting to know everybody putting into context like what you think you know the coroner does and then actually doing it and then probably just going out into the field uh, with the death investigator and understanding the importance of the job understanding like we are you know an important component of the death investigation Corey what's your involvement with the interns in your office these days Yeah, so I'm the internship supervisor here at the Utah Medical Examiner's office so I, you know, receive applications throughout the year. I run three internship cycles by semester, fall, spring, and summer. So I receive those applications. I review them. I then interview the candidates and then offer one to two spots per semester. So I oversee and I've created a new internship program structure than what they used to have. Do you offer your internships for credit and or are they paid internships? They are not paid and we do provide credit and we actually give preference to students who are 
interrelated program that need credit. I love that you're building the the future of medical legal death investigation. What are your interns allowed to do in your office? And are there things that they're not allowed to do? I know in our office, we didn't allow our interns to go on cases that we believe to be homicides. What about in Utah? How I structure the program, they start by getting a tour of the office, meeting everyone. And then I actually have them rotate through every department in the medical examiner's office. So that includes admin, epidemiology. We have an epidemiology team here for suicide and drug overdose prevention efforts. So I will have them shadow on phone calls for um, families of people that have died by suicide or drug overdose. I also have them rotate in the morgue to view autopsies, you know, receive bodies, release bodies, And then a large component is shadowing the investigators and going on scenes. So they are allowed to go to scenes. If it was a high profile homicide, probably not, but they definitely do go to homicides. And they're allowed to just shadow on scene towards the end of their internship. They can take photographs on a separate camera. It doesn't become the photographs of the scene case file, but they are allowed to be a little more hands-on and practice. And they do a lot of narratives after every case they go to that just get turned into me so that they can have feedback from those narratives. So they can't lead a case at any point, but they can get pretty hands-on by the end. And then I do have projects throughout that they do. And then a final project at the end where they actually do a presentation and work a case backwards and try to conclude, you know, cause and manner of death and all of that. So that's a summary of how we work the internship program here. I love that you have the access to the epidemiologists and can really focus on that public health responsibility of MDF. Yeah. That's really something that sometimes is lacking in the community. Yeah, it's rare to have that at a medical examiner or coroner's office. Can you give an example? Is there a recent presentation or one of their final presentations that really stands out to you? Do they pick the case themselves? No. So what I'll do is I'll actually pick one of our cases, closed case, and they don't have any identifying information on the decedent. And what I do is I will show them pictures in office of the scene. They can't take the pictures out of the office. And when they look at those photographs, they have to write a narrative based off of those photographs, which is similar to the fellow American Board of Medical Legal Death Investigator examination, where you see photographs and work backwards, write a narrative. So they'll write the narrative. And then they will also create a PowerPoint presentation and they'll discuss what they're seeing on scene and then talk about anything related to the cause and manner of death that they come up with. So if they come up with suicide, then they can also add in anything else about suicide that they've learned throughout the internship. And then they present that. So it really is a nice accumulation of everything that they've learned. That's great. Now, Chelsea... You obviously, you know, are seeing interns around the office, and I imagine you're you're probably interacting with them on a regular basis. I'm wondering, what do you think is the biggest challenge for the interns that come through the office? I think possibly kind of everyone at the office to be on the same page and understanding the functions of an intern, like you mentioned, like what they can't do versus what they can. And it can be a challenge because an investigator may be 
possibly hesitant to ask them for help with something because they're unaware of their limitations. But I think the ultimate challenge on the intern themselves to kind of put themselves out there, be uncomfortable, because that's when you like learn the most and you're you're the most memorable if and when you get hired. It kind of just depends on what they're doing, I would say. In investigations, do you generally see the interns doing sort of approximately the same things that Corey described that they do in the Utah office? Yeah, for the most part, they are going out to calls. They are, you know, practicing writing reports. Uh, They're practicing, you know, taking photos. And I do like the idea of the PowerPoint at the end. I think that would be a cool thing to add. But it's similar in the capacity that they're doing everything, but they're not like obviously a handling investigator, but they are assisting along the way. What about in forensics? You mentioned you worked on an unidentified decedent uh, component of things, but you also assisted with autopsies? Correct. Yeah. So I started out assigned to an autopsy technician to assist her with the the DOE project that we have. You know, we do have quite a few, I think about 101 uh, unidentified cases right now. So that can be a daunting task and it's an ongoing task that keeps, you know, updating and you have to be on it. Otherwise you can kind of get buried in it. Um, so understanding how all of that works and uh, helping document that. That's what I assisted with. And then um, during the day, I would assist with the autopsies. So I really understood the operations in forensics, um, how to work with the pathologists because they're all their individual persons and they all have their preferences. So um, I really got a kind of all-encompassing thing. Corey, you mentioned that you gave preference to students that were uh, needing college credit in a related program. Are there other requirements to be an intern in Utah? They have to be 18 years old and enrolled or graduated from a related program. Chelsea, you mentioned that you had done field work for forensic anthropology or for anthropology prior to your internship. Is there anything that you would suggest like to Corey or to another office with an internship program or someone thinking of creating one that they could do to enhance their program? I'm not sure about the field work component because that can get kind of tricky, but I like the idea of having them work on a project, like a long-term project and feeling like they're contributing in some way to the overall like goal of the of the office. Um, so I really enjoyed you know, working on the unidentified individuals and kind of uh, gathering data for that to assist. So I think if you have this continuous flow of interns to have them all uh, lift that burden for something. So like, like I mentioned, daunting, that can really help alongside, you know, doing their, their daily things where they're going out into the field with you. What did you find are the biggest surprises about medical legal death investigation that the interns take away from the internship? I've noticed a lot of interns come into it, not really understanding that it's, it's not crime scene investigation. (laughs) It's very body medical focused. That's the most common factor that people are surprised by. And it's understandable because, you know, a lot of people don't even know about the field. They think that we're either pathologists or we're CSI (laughs) based off of the media and, you know, what they've learned. So I think it's just, they don't realize how focused we are on the body because that's what we have jurisdiction over. 
most of them handle it very well. There's been a few that would rather not be so much involved in decomposing bodies and more so just evidence, (laughs) but that's how they learn where their preference is. I know one thing that I felt the interns were often surprised by was how long things take, you know, in television, death investigation is wrapped up in a single episode. I found interns were really surprised at they might start their internship and they've got on a case day one. And if it's convoluted, we might not even have toxicology back by the end of their, their term. Yeah. Are there any other surprises, Chelsea, that you've uh, encountered or that, that you had? Just to echo a little bit of what Corey said, like not many people know that we're we're own individual kind of department of learning, you know, separate from CSI or the forensic pathologist. And then I think a big surprise, which came to me and pretty much anybody who's an intern or even a ride along has realized is we do a lot of office work. We're not always, you know, bumping around from call to call. We're answering the phone. We're doing follow-ups with families. We're taking those death certificates, um, all of that little nitty gritty, uh, tedious office stuff, I would say is like 70% of what I do. That's true. Most of the investigation really is in the office. That's another thing I was going to say is people are surprised by how much we do, how many different types of things we do, and how every office is so different. You know, I've worked at three offices now, and every office has so many different responsibilities. In Des Moines, Iowa, it was the MDI's responsibility to do legal blood draws on living people. So we all had to have, you know, be phlebotomy certified and respond to jails, ERs, wherever we needed to go to draw blood on someone that was suspected of DUI. And sometimes they would, you know, be in the ICU and they would become our case as well. So we were able to follow them through a longer process. And then in Las Vegas, we also are responsible for property and acting as public administrator. And yeah, just so different from office to office. That's great that you have that experience in the the different offices to bring to the program and and explain that to the interns. Because yeah, certainly uh, blood draws on live people was not something that, uh, that we had to deal with. You both started as interns, just like I did. Do you find that a number of interns apply for jobs and even get hired either at your office or at other offices? Yeah, definitely. A good example of that is someone I work with, one of my colleagues now, she started as an intern in her forensic science program here, received credit for it. Then she went on to become a vendor investigator here, which is kind of like a contracted investigator, not part-time, but similar hours. And then she actually went to part-time status and is now a full-time investigator. So she's moved up through every step in the process and is one of our best investigators. And she and I are actually working together right now on creating a better training program for our new hires because she has that knowledge of moving up through every step. And then I have the experience of working at multiple offices. So I think we work well together and she's a good example of a success story of someone that started as an intern. I recall one intern that uh, I know she has worked at at least two other offices around the country since she was with us. I can think of like 
two that were interns at our office, uh, not including me as well, but I think just interns in general in some capacity at a different office. Like we have somebody who is an intern, you know, in New York, you know, we have a couple that interned at LA County. So given that it's such valuable experience to somebody who's wanting to get involved in the medical legal death investigation profession, are there any tips that you would give to somebody who's interested in, you know, obtaining an internship? Are there, you know, certain um, pathways in, in college they should take or certain courses they can take or certain things they can study? My degree was in forensic science, but I did all of my pre-medical prerequisites for my master's degree at Toro Medical School. And I worked at a lot of hospitals in different capacities. And so I was more medically and biology and more science based. And I I see that that helps a lot in this profession. You know, if there's someone that's just coming straight from law enforcement, but they have no medical background at all or no anthropology background, it's it's a little more challenging for them, I've noticed. At least I believe that it's harder to teach the medical science side. It's, it's easier to teach the investigation side, um, the scene investigation side. So I would say just, you know, doing a forensic science program that's that's a well-established program that is hands-on is very helpful. I've noticed that the interns that that are coming from forensic science programs often do better than just someone that's in a criminal justice program and that's it. But just having that medical and legal balance, I think helps people a lot. Yeah, I agree. I would say kind of learn what the requirements are of the internship, what kind of degrees you would need. Um, And if you're coming from, you know, more of a medical degree, you know, strengthen the other area. But I do agree with Corey and that the medical part is very hard to teach, you know, once they're already in, um, it's easier to teach the investigative side. So it helps, you know, coming in from that, that medical side for sure. So would that be like a medical terminology course or an anatomy course or? Medical terminology, anatomy, pathology. In high school, I took a medical terminology class that breaks down something so silly that you would think is just the breaking down the prefix and suffix of like a medical word. So something like a medical terminology class can help you understand what a disease is by just breaking down what the word is. One thing I would recommend too is I was a scribe in multiple emergency departments in Las Vegas, and a lot of pre medical students scribe for a while. It's so helpful in just learning how to look at medical records, how the ED works, you know, medical terminology, even, you know, disease processes and it just helps strengthen that. And you're kind of in a, an intense environment in the emergency department and you're exposed to a lot of things and you're having to adapt. So I think, you know, a lot of scribe positions are offered to pre-medical students, but I would even recommend people that are interested in medical legal death investigations to scribe while they're in undergrad or graduate school. I like that, Corey. One thing I also tended to find made a little bit better intern was somebody who had some real world experience in dealing with difficult people. So maybe somebody who had worked at a bank or in food service or something like that, somebody that had that ability to interact with people and problem solve, which I think helped prepare them for sort of the customer service part 
of what a death investigator does. Now, you know, our interns obviously weren't problem solving per se. They were never you know, alone on their own to do so. But do you find something like that helpful or was that limited to just myself? I definitely think it's helpful to have just people skills in any capacity is, is definitely a plus. <laughs> um, we have to speak with families all the time and that's a huge part of what we do. So being able to, you know, know how to speak to people and what's appropriate and to also be direct, but empathetic is important. Chelsea, what's the biggest challenge to having interns around the office when you're working as an investigator? I would say just understanding what their capabilities in terms of the communication of what they can and can't do and kind of just remembering that they're there. It sounds silly, but like approaching them and not so much myself, but maybe partners of, okay, I'm going out on this call. I'm going to bring her along or bring him along and um, really buckling down and committing that time to basically explain, you know, what you're doing and why you're doing it and kind of bringing them, you know, under your wing, so to speak, and having them assist you in that process. I agree with Chelsea. I think it's important. I'm a big picture person. So explaining the why and the big picture is very important. And that's why I restructured the program to rotate through every department in the medical examiner's office, even if it's something as simple as filing our cases just to understand why we are doing every step that we do and how it all comes together is very important. And that's one of the the best things I took away from my internship in Las Vegas was, you know, there were times where I was like, oh, this is boring. I'm doing eight hours of filing today. (laughs) But I realized how important it is to be able to put your hands on every aspect of the office. And that's why I have them do the same thing just to understand and explain the why to them. Keep them engaged, but don't throw too much at them at once. It's a fine balance. I think that's so important because like, that's truly how you learn as like an individual. And if you're able to like say, this is what we do and this is why we do it and give them context to an overarching idea, then that's really how you learn as an individual, I think, for a lot of things. Chelsea, certainly to your point, and Corey, even I think a little to your point, obviously medical legal death investigation, medical examiner coroner offices have been really challenged the last few years with rising overdose deaths and the COVID crisis. Has that at all impacted the internship programs at all? I would say that COVID probably impacted everything the most in our office. It it was just so insanely busy on a daily basis that I believe we did take one semester off from having interns at all, just because the workload was so high and there, it would have been very difficult to also work with an intern while trying to do all these COVID cases. Plus it was the matter of, we don't want extra people in the office if we don't need to have them right now because of COVID-19. So I would say that impacted the program, the internship program more than than anything thus far. As we wrap up, if someone is out there thinking, I want to create an intern program for my medical examiner office, or I want to bring interns into my coroner's office, is there one or maybe even two lessons that you learned from your internship experiences 
that can help that medical examiner coroner office develop their intern program? Yes, I would say just make sure to not get tunnel vision and just only have them focus on the medical legal death investigator aspect. Like I said, having the big picture, having them rotate through every department of the office is important for them to understand why we do our job the way we do, how everything is interconnected. And that's what I would, I would recommend is keeping them engaged with projects, wide variety of exposure to autopsy, on-scene work, admin even, and just keeping them well-rounded throughout the whole process. Yeah, I I like what Corey said, because not everyone goes to, you know, different departments. So I felt very like privileged in that I could go to both. Um, And I feel like they really worked well together. So kind of like what Corey said, um, understanding the big picture, understanding how we work as an organization, as opposed to, like you mentioned, the tunnel vision of just this and that sort of thing. It's helpful to have them work a case from start to finish. You know, they see every aspect of that case from the time the phone call comes in to responding to the scene, to then viewing the autopsy of that decedent, to then seeing the follow-up work and then the case closure and filing and speaking with family, just working that case start to finish is important for them to grasp. As we're wrapping up, Chelsea, do you have any last minute parting thoughts? All I can think of is that kind of just to the overarching idea of like how important an internship is. I really think it kind of took the nerves away from like when I was actually applying for the job and just really understanding how we we function. And I'll add to that. I think it also is a great opportunity for people to find out that it probably isn't the right career for them. You know, you can do this internship and realize that is absolutely not what I thought it was going to be. It's nothing like it is on television. And that is not what I want to do someday. And I'm going to go become something completely different in the world and make my impact differently. Thank you, Chelsea and Corey, for sitting down with Just Science to discuss all of the work you are currently doing within the MDI community. Thank you. Thank you, guys. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to like and follow Just Science on your podcast platform of choice. For more information on today's topic and resources in the forensic field, visit ForensicCOE.org. I'm Kelly Keyes, and this has been another episode of Just Science. Next week, Just Science sits down with Lindsay McNaughton to discuss autopsy technicians. Opinions or points of views expressed in this podcast represent a consensus of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official position or policies of its funding. 